it's Rachel with Coffee Break. Time to talk about sports that make us all feel happy, all feel joy. Rachel B. Hill with Coffee Break. You gotta love it. <laughs> you gotta love it. The new theme song for Coffee Break. What's going on, everybody? Rachel V. Hill, DMAC, Jake Shapiro, hang out with you on this lovely Tuesday. We love the new theme song, DMAC. We love it. Yeah, you gotta, hey, you gotta get that produced somehow, man. That would be hysterical. It's Rachel it. with Coffee Break. And I forget the we need a few more but, you know. uh, lyrics to it that we gotta add on to it a little bit, but we can talk about that after the show because there is a ton going on with the Broncos today, obviously having to trim their roster down to 53. Yeah, here's an updated list of Bronco cuts already that have been going on. And then we've also got a trade from Malik Reed going to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Lots, lots, lots going on. Let's start with the quarterback, though. How surprised are you? What it feels like Josh Johnson had been leading this team <coughs> as the number two QB. He finds out he's not the number two QB, DMAC. Are you surprised? I, I, I am a little surprised. Um, I'm not sure why they brought John, Josh Johnson in and gave him so many reps if he really wasn't their plan. I mean, if their, if their plan was Brett Rippon, they could have easily brought in a younger quarterback um, to develop under Brett Rippon and perhaps compete with him. Josh Johnson, to me, uh, that, that it is a surprise. I think Josh Johnson lost that job. Um, I think Brett Rippon had some good flashes. I think he had bad luck on Saturday night with the interception, although it was a bad decision too. And then on the final drive, there were two passes that just went through receivers' hands. And, you know, maybe you get credit for plays that should have been made that, that weren't made. So I think this was probably a really, really tough decision. And in the end, they probably saw, listen, there's a better possibility that Brett Rippon we can hang on to a backup for many years. It is true for Josh Johnson, the likelihood of having him for more than one year is, is very slim. Um, but I just figured they brought in Josh Johnson because they didn't, they didn't love Brett Rippon in the first place. So, yeah, I think that's a, a little bit of an upset. Jake, what about you? Were you surprised at all, or was it it was a quarterback battle? We just got a comment said the plan was a QB battle. That's what they did, LMAO. What about you? Yeah, you know, I was listening to the drive yesterday, and you guys made a great point, uh, DMAC. George Payton loves Brett Rippon. Like, they kept him on the 53-man roster all year as a backup corp, as the third-string quarterback. Um, so, obviously, they see something there. Him as a long-term backup kind of makes sense. He's been with the team already since 2019. Obviously, there's a new system, but he is still familiar with people in the building, familiar with the city. Uh, there is some maybe positivity towards him staying here as that backup guy for the long term. And Russell Wilson's going to know that there's no threat to him losing his job to Brett Rippon. What I don't know is that if Brett Rippon, or I'm sorry, if Russell Wilson got hurt in week three, if Brett Rippon's a better option than Josh Johnson. We saw in the preseason, particularly in this last game, um, I thought Josh Johnson looked a lot better. I thought Josh Johnson fits this offense a little bit better than Brett Rippon. But, uh, you know, the difference might be marginal and I, maybe the Broncos even save a little bit of money. DMAC, I'm not sure diving into that side of things, but maybe they save even a little bit of money making this. Move. Uh, uh, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, uh, Josh Johnson's played for, I think, what, 14 teams and or 15 teams in 14 years, something like that. Uh, so he would get, I guess, bet minimum. 
for a guy with more than 10 years of, I mean, it's at least a million bucks. So perhaps, you know, I'm not sure what it is. I, I can't, I can't imagine is it's that all that significant though. So, it Hey, it's, it's, Hey man, I, 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 we said also on the show yesterday, this is going to be a difficult decision. Um, there's many ways they could have seen it and, and I'm fine with either way they went because I really do understand um, how difficult it was. And I know the upsides for both. So congratulations to Brett. That was a, boy, that was a tough competition, man. You came from behind to win that one. So, you know, good on you. And um, I think he's a fine backup for the Broncos. He, 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 he does play it safe. And maybe that's what they want. It's not who I would have chosen. I, I would have chosen Josh Johnson. And, but I also would have chosen a, another quarterback. I believe it or not would have had a, fourth quarterback in here, believe it or not, and only to have on practice squad. And perhaps that's what they do at this point. They, they bring in another quarterback that they like and they put them on the practice squad and that's their third guy. I, I would say that's very likely actually. Yeah. They're only saving $30,000 too. There with oh, is that it? Leaving the that's team. it? So that's wow. practically nothing in NFL money. So, but they're also trading away Malik Reed again to the Pittsburgh Steelers. They're getting a sixth round draft pick and then the Steelers are getting a Malik Reed and a seventh, right? Jake, I want to make sure I'm getting that correct. Yeah, that's the deal. It's Malik Reed and a seventh to the Steelers for a sixth back. Both those picks are in next year's draft. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a decent deal um, because mm-hmm. the other option was to cut him, and so the fact that you got something for him, and this echoes the move that George Payton did last year for uh, dealing Trinity Benson. Um, so two years in a row, George Payton's a- been able to trade get value for a player likely they were going to cut. So whenever you can get that done, that's a pretty good move, and it shows you got good roster depth because you make that deal. Well, Malik Reed's going on there fifty three. So he's he's on the team. He's not going to go on their practice squad. So good, good, a hey, tough for Malik Reed. Um, good for him. It's he was great while he was here. He was an overachiever all the way, and he got caught up in a bit of a numbers game. And really, it was the amazing performances of Baron Browning that uh, you know so, sort of sealed his deal. Yeah, I yeah. mean, Baron Browning has shocked everyone, too. Sorry, Jake, not to mean to cut you off, but he kind of really came in here and shocked everybody with the way he transitioned um, to yeah. the outside, too. Like, he's just been able to figure out this role, and really, like, he was the star of training camp, in my personal opinion, Jake. Yeah, uh, Baron Browning looked really good in the preseason games, too, which we found out maybe mean nothing because Ajin got cut anyway. Um, but what I look at this move and I say, hey, Randy Gregory must be ready to go or good to go or very close to it because they shouldn't be cutting the guy who's led the team in sacks the last three years unless their big free agent in that spot is ready to go. So I think there's some hope that maybe the Broncos are still improving at a position that they just dumped a guy that's been really good for them in the last few years. But yeah, it is a risky move. I also think, DMAC, that this gives the Broncos maybe potential to go out and get a linebacker because that's something that I'm looking at over the next 48 hours. Um, And, you know, saying, hey, we're good with Browning. We're going to get rid of Reed, and we're going to hope with Gregory that everything's good. Maybe Jonathan Cooper, he's got good upside. Maybe he can contribute. Something like that is what they're thinking. Yeah, I I think uh, that's, that's well said. Listen, it's a tough day. I, I feel bad for all these guys. I mean, there's going to be, what, 800-something players uh, without a job, at least for a short period of time. And some of the guys are just done-done. Like, that 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 will be it. 
And then there's the brutal cuts that you cut to your 53. You see how everything washes out and they cut a guy or two, you know, in the next couple of days because there's a better option out there. At least they view it. And that happens every year, too, where you think you make it. And then just like two days later, you don't. It's a brutal, brutal world at the back end of these NFL rosters. Mm-hmm. Absolutely nice. brutal. And it changes throughout the entire year. So I see other guys there, too. Um, you know, Quinn Bailey was playing a lot. He's from Arizona State. Telvin Ajim, Sosa, as we know, Parnum. Uh, there, there's, you know, guys out there that, you know, we, we definitely did get to know. Jonathan Harris, another guy who played quite a bit and we, we've known. So it's, it's tricky, man. It's tough. It's a, a really, really difficult day in the NFL period. Not easy decisions to make. And don't forget, these guys aren't here just at training camp. They're here whenever they get they got signed, January, February, March, whenever that may be. So they've been part of the organization. They're, they've built bonds and friendships with the entire team for months. Tough day. Really tough day. No, it really is. And obviously, we're going to see how this all plays out. We're, Jake is currently like updating the list as he sits on here and chats with us, too. So a lot's going on. So stick with us. Hang out with us. We're going to keep you updated on any names that we see that appear. And we've also got trivia going to happen a little bit later. But Jake made a comment about truthfully how pointless preseason games are because they huh. did cut McDelvin Ajim. Uh, he had a wonderful preseason game on Saturday. I think he came away with like two sacks or something like, or two um, four tackles or something around those lines. I can't remember the exact stats now that I'm thinking about it, but he had a wonderful game on Saturday. So it just kind of shows what the heck are we even doing? Why are we playing these games with the opportunity for these players to get hurt? You know why, Rachel? Because 63,000 souls decided to show up for a a meaningless game. And I I hope they had a good time. Um, You know, we're sitting next to each other and we look down and everybody seems to be on their phone. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that that preseason game was probably as exciting as you're going to get for a preseason game, I I guess. Uh, It really doesn't mean a whole heck of a lot. I do think sooner than later, the league will go to 18 games two preseason games and more joint practices and you know the preseason games are practice for the coaches and for the facilities and you know it's just practice kind of for everybody but for the players it does not appear like it means all that much you know i think the the practices day in day out mean more um and you know the joint practices probably even mean a little bit more than that all that being said you see where it's going in the NFL for the most part. The rosters are clearly built before the season even begins, though. I mean, the core of the rosters. And then all this stuff, all this work is is sort of back-end filling. So, so the whole process is actually kind of ridiculous, guys. You don't need <clears throat> this much time to figure out the last five guys on your roster. We are beholden to a strange old-fashioned paradigm that that's that a lot of teams are changing because look how few teams or look, look how many teams rather don't play their number one guys, including the Broncos this year. And what do we think that's going to uh, uh, increase or decrease? I I would make the argument guys, it's going to increase. Really? I'd agree with you. Jake's agreeing. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, there's no reason in my mind to play the starters unless someone wants to go out there like a Josh Allen and maybe get a series just to get their mind right, their body feeling like they're back in it. 
Otherwise, there's not really a purpose to it. And what do you need more than really honestly one preseason game for that? I understand why you would have two just so you could get a good testing ground. But I'm with you. The joint practices, you learn more. And at this point, when you have a 90-man roster, when you start training camp and it cuts down to 53, Rachel, you really have 45, maybe 40 guys going for seven spots, eight spots maybe. And a lot of those guys aren't even the guys you see every day on a basis of, hey, they're the fourth string receiver, third string receiver. They're just special teamers. So this is pointless in in the perspective of a lot of fans. Like only the hardcore of the most hardcore NFL fans does this truly matter for. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, they're both really good points. You guys, I totally get that. And just because I want to keep this show going on the road, but I am excited. I'm going to do a little teaser for everyone hanging out with us right now. Um, we're going to 45 minutes here starting next Tuesday. So after Labor Day, you can hang out with us all on coffee break for 45 minutes. We just don't have enough time to have all the conversations we want to have. So I want to keep this going because we do only have 15 minutes left, but we got two questions or two comments. And it says, could Mike Boone and Malik be trading pieces? So in case you didn't see Gabriel, um, Malik Reed did get traded down to the Pittsburgh Steelers. So he's out and I don't see any possibility of Mike Boone getting traded. DMAC, I'm sure you probably agree that they probably need him just in case either Javante or Melvin Gordon gets hurt. Yeah, you need three running backs, and Mike Boone has really played great. I don't think there's any debate. A lot of time in training camp, you kind of fall in love with sort of a random journeyman, you know, came from nowhere running back, and and that's just not the case this year. Uh, Mike Boone has been the best option, and he's been healthy, which is good. He suffered some injuries in the past, had a bout with COVID back in the day. Um, And so, no, he's not going anywhere. You're fine at running back. Uh, it will be very interesting to see what they do at wide receiver. They have some tricky decisions to make there, and that could happen, frankly, at any moment. So we'll see exactly. And, and really, that'll come down to Kendall Hinton, Tyree Cleveland, and Jalen Virgil, because I think Seth Williams has done enough to make it. But maybe you could throw Seth Williams in there, too. It's going to be an interesting um, – that's, that's another really interesting decision process to be made. Mm-hmm. Troy, appreciate all the thumbs up because, yes, we are going to 45 minutes. We're very, very excited about it. Um, but also, he says, was there any players that didn't get cut that surprised you guys? They still have till 2 p.m. Mountain Time to finish making all their cuts. So they're not, I don't even think, I think they've got at least more than 10 names they still need to cut to get down to that 53. So a lot of other conversations will be had at the Broncos headquarters today. Um, but let's get into it because we got a Jake's take for you. And, DMAC, this one's about the Rockies. So, Jake? Take it away. Go. Jake's All right, take, guys. baby. We've got Jake's take for the day. And uh, ooh, I left that up. This is all my fault when that happens. I wrote a column yesterday on DenverFan.com about one of the Rockies' biggest issues over the last 10 years. In my mind, that's the fact that they haven't been able to develop relievers in-house. And this can be highlighted by Carlos Estevez, who was supposed to be their next closer coming up out of the system He initially debuted in 2016. He bounced around and then was a contributor on the 2017 and 2018 playoff teams. Over the last 16 appearances for Estevez, he's actually gone 14 scoreless uh, outings where he hasn't allowed an earned run. He's been fantastic. Sadly, he's about to become a free agent and the Rockies are likely to lose him to a team that's going to pay him. But Estevez is just one of five guys out of their top 20 best relievers counted by war over the last decade that has been either drafted or signed as an amateur free agent and developed in-house. 
They have continued to struggle in this area. Actually, they have more guys that have been developed in-house on their current bullpen than they have had in a long time. And it's one of the reasons why they went out and had to spend all that money on Jake McGee, Brian Shaw, Greg Holland, Wade Davis during their contention window. And it's one of the things that's held them back for years. It is often not discussed, but their bullpen being something that they have not been able to consistently develop in-house is a struggle for the Rockies. I was actually talking to a source right after I wrote my story, and that person told me, hey, Rockies in development, we don't know if there's actually a plan or a repeatable plan or course of action for success here as much as there is just luck. And sometimes the Rockies cash in with luck, and it seems like they have with Carlos Estevez finally after six years of him being up and down. All right. Nice little Jake's take. Jake, very well done. And so we've got to make sure our guy, our very own DMAC, because, you know, he has our Mile High Baseball podcast. So, Damac, any thoughts on this? Uh, yeah. I, I, you look at Estevez and you just cannot believe he doesn't dominate every single time he's got out there. Uh, he's a, just a, a, a large human who throws 100 miles per hour. And then when you put Estevez and Bard back to back and you, you have two guys. And that is wild when you think about it. Actually, they've got another uh, uh, pitcher Stevenson who can throw 100 miles an hour, and he kind of comes at, uh, from like a sidearm sort of deal. Go well, ahead. They Jay. just dropped Stevenson. He got designated for assignment the other day, and he's oh. actually the 20th on the list of top 20 relievers they've had over the last decade, and they let him go for nothing because the Rockies don't want to play a big league salary over the last the, ne- the next few months. And uh, he's now a Pittsburgh Pirate. So there you go. Well, <laughs> okay. See, this is why we love Jake. That's that's well, they had him. Boy, he just pitched a couple days ago. Things yeah. happen quickly. So, yeah. um, well, to your point, Jake, right? I mean, to your point, that's um, got it. Uh, the Rockies doing you Rocky things. Carlos, you think they're going to lose Carlos at free agency? I think it would make sense from Carlos's perspective to go out and try and get a deal. If they wanted to extend him, they would have by now with, they've done it with Daniel Bard. They've done it with Ryan McMahon, Freeland Marquez before they've gotten to that free agency date. Uh, I think the Rockies have never really loved Carlos Estevez, the big leaguer. They loved him as a prospect, thought he'd be the future closer. He's got a couple shots at the job. He has 25 saves in his career. But like you said, DMAC, he throws 100 miles an hour. He should dominate, but his command has been spotty his entire career, and he's never been someone they can rely on. And his consistency, I think, is going to get him cast aside to another team where the Los Angeles Dodgers, whose bullpen over the last 10 years, by the way, has been a full 1.39 ERA better than the Rockies' bullpen. They have turned all these former Rockies relievers like Jake McGee um, and Tommy Canley and uh, even Tyler Anderson in their starting rotation right now into better pitchers. So I think a smart team is going to see Carlos Estevez and the stuff offer him more money than the Rockies can because they know they can get more out of him. We had quite the game uh, uh, Sunday, by the way, because it was the ultimate Rockies game, right? It was Marquez Estevez Bard. I mean, it was like three Rockies guys. And I, I count Bard as a Rockies guy because he was such a reclamation project the way he came here uh, from the Diamondbacks as a coach. And uh, but, but what a game. You had seven shutout innings from Marquez. Finally, he gets a win. He's been such a hard luck loser this year. And then Estevez does great in the eighth and Bard closes in the ninth. They win one nothing. And you're like, well, that's the dream. Right there, I mean, you know, and they used small ball to get their one run 
against a team that was heavily favored in the Mets against Max Scherzer, who's a tremendous player, on the road. <laughs> it's like, how did you do that? Like, how did that actually happen? Um, and they'll have a taste of reality against the Braves as well this week. So this is this is why it's so frustrating being a, a Rockies fan or following the Rockies because you see these glimmers of hope you see what is possible and you just are, are left wondering why it doesn't happen more often when it's clearly possible and it's there but that's that that is that is life as a Rockies fan yeah indeed it is all right everyone we need to tell you about an awesome opportunity though with Redline Athletics as we get ready for trivia here in just a few so parents go to register a win year long to win a year long membership at Redline Athletics Centennial for your student Redline Athletics brand new state of the art speed and agility training facility is the ultimate spot for your student athlete to take their performance to the next level so definitely check out denverfan.com to enter in to win this awesome year-long membership but now we need to get into some trivia you guys who doesn't love trivia tuesday hold on hold on huge breaking news per mike cliss broncos have weighed wide receiver kendall hinton per sources and he can be brought back to the practice squad so there you go that's going to be the big one probably from the day i feel like we kind of thought this was going to happen too dnac not to cut you off because they can most likely keep him on the practice squad compared to probably some of the other guys that are available at wide receiver and we had a chip off because he was playing in the fourth quarter on Saturday night, and that that did not escape our attention either. Uh, Hall of Famer Kendall Hinton. Yep. All right, everyone. We're going to keep you updated again. Jake is working behind the scenes. He's being fantastic, making sure we stay up to date on all of this stuff. But let's get into some trivia Tuesday. Here we go. Hold on. Let me share my screen real quick, everybody. All right. Oh, my goodness. We've already got a bunch of people in here. What's up, everybody? Thanks for hanging out with us. All right, all right, all right, all right. So, hold on one sec. Oh, man. All right, everybody keep going. We're going to go till 10 just because we're running a few minutes behind. So, everybody get in here as fast as you can. Again, go to kahoot.it and enter in that game pin of 618551. Give it a few seconds. Kahoot.it 618551. Mac Daddy, I love it too. And to answer one of our viewers' questions, the Broncos still now need to make ten cuts. Still, including Kendall, uh, Kendall Hinton was not included in that, so the Broncos still have ten cuts to go. Okay. Yep. All right, everyone. Okay, we got ten, so we're gonna go ahead and hit start. Today's trivia theme is CSU and CU trivia as college football gets underway today, or not today, but this week. We're very excited. So let's do it. What year was the first CSU-CU football game played, everybody? Any ideas? Oh, boy. Mm. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know. Take, it, take a wild guess, everybody. I promise not all of them are this hard either. Rachel, I don't – are you – Yeah. The I was, first one was played in 1893. Oh, I messed up the number. <laughs> Gosh damn it, you guys. I knew that. Okay, well, that one's on me because I typed too quickly. <laughs> I hate myself sometimes. Whoever got it right for your two, you get a free look from me or something. Oh, my gosh, you guys were pissed. I'm so sorry. This uh, happens every once in a while. We got a lot going hey, on. We got it right. 
Who got that right? <laughs> All right, Cam the Ram, a real Ram is Colorado State's mm. official mascot. How many Cams have served CSU? Oh, boy. Uh, that's a <laughs> 26. That's a hell of a death rate. Well, it has been since 1983. These things go quick. These things it probably quick. is 26. I, I, you know, you know what? I'm an idiot because I clicked on seven. There's no way it's seven. It's 26. Right, because 26. they've been around since 1893. I was going, I was going Rams since 1983. That was, that's my. Oh, uh, I'm sorry, you guys. I flubbed on the first question, Jake. This is why you need to run trivia one day. Because my goodness, I'm on the best of days. Okay. 20, 26 from 1893 actually makes a ton of sense. Four, but I clicked on seven, so I'm I'm the <laughs> Okay, let's see, Timo coming in hot. Oh, Jake didn't even get that one. I thought yeah, Jake it's was from nineteen. It's from nineteen forty six on, not eighteen ninety three. Just so. Oh, okay. All it's still right. a pretty good death rate no. there. Yeah. What is the name of the trophy awarded to the winner of the annual CSU Wyoming ah, football game? Ah. No. Oh, here it is. Ah, gosh darn it. I'm, I got the right answer, but I'm slow. Mike says it's going to be 10 lucky guesses from me. Mike, we're just happy you're playing with us and hanging out with us on this Tuesday. Again, you guys, sometimes I get so frustrated myself. It's all right. It's all right, though. All right. The bronze boot indeed. Quite the track for the Army ROTC there up at Fort Collins and in Wyoming. All right. Blank is currently the head coach of the Colorado State oh. football team. All right. I know that. I just got to find it. Ah. Imagine if Jim Harbaugh, like, that would be so fun. That would be amazing. Right. Does anybody know where this head coach came from, FYI? I do. Nevada. 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 How do you say it, Jake? Nevada or Nevada? Nevada. Nevada. That's how I say it, too. Jay Norvell, correct, and Mundo, everybody. All right, coming in hot again. True or false, lightning caused a four-hour delay at the 2003 Colorado-Colorado State football game. True or false? True or false? Just had to pick that one, huh, Rachel? (laughs) (laughs) So, yes, you had their time. Woo! I won't even say his name, DMAC, but just BVP. If you say that around Buffs fans, it it, tears us apart, man. The year 2008 marked the third straight that Colorado's football season ended with what? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so for anybody who doesn't understand, Jake and I, Jake went to CU, I went to CSU. There's a little bit of a rivalry between the two of us. So that might be a little bit of a hint might just be a little bit of a hint. I think uh, no, losing. Was Columbus the, on that team? So wait, there's two correct answers? No, it was a losing record. Oh. All right. Congratulations, Jake. Was Columbus on that team or did he graduate in 07? I don't know. I, don't I get know. my timelines confused with all those CU guys. Who yeah. knows? Okay, they Blank is the head coach for CU football. Who uh, yeah, he's he's gonna have a fun year. <laughs> yeah, he is. 
I wish him the best. <laughs> Did anybody stay? Uh, they they have their quarterbacks back, um, but they oh. also have a diff- they have both their quarterbacks back. Actually, the one uh, in, in in JT's healthy, so they should have good quarterback play. Um, Fantastic. The rest of it's going to be. Ralphie is to use live mascot. How many Ralphies have there been? And it's it's from uh, 1983, right? <laughs> I don't know when Ralphie came. Has Ralphie always been? No. no um, I think Ralphie started in the, I want to say, 70s, Jake. I think. Uh, it started by it was started by a frat in the 50s. Um, mm. So there was an unofficial Ralphie for okay. a while. Um, mm. And then, you're right, the official one was in the 70s. Uh, but uh, basically, they just they, they found out that they shouldn't have male buffalo because they were huge, right too aggressive too big to control. Yeah. Right. Yep. Okay. So Ralphie is a girl. Ralphie is a girl. Right. Look at Mac Daddy coming in hot with this CU uh, trivia here. Jake's I'm still a poser. Late. I'm a poser buff. Why did Ralphie the fifth have to retire? Everybody. Oh, I don't know, but I'm gonna go with the fun one. <laughs> Which one's the fun one? She escapes. <laughs> <laughs> Probably ran too fast. I might have thrown that one. Uh, I didn't really look at all the answers. She yeah, did indeed ran yeah. too fast. Yep, yeah, that makes more sense, to... actually. She's now on an um, undisclosed farm. She's living her best life. She's just yeah. chilling. All right, last question, I I which screwed... I will say, everyone, Jake did give a little bit of a hint. So if you're playing, pay attention. Jake gave a little bit of a hint to this. Okay. Here we go. Which 2007 Colorado tackle, tackle only allowed one sack during his um. season? <laughs> Still haunts him to this day. The, the sack he gave up is haunting you to this day? I, probably haunts him, not me. Oh, haunts him. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Tyler Pagumbus, our man. You can listen to him with DMAC on the drive Monday through Friday, 2 to 6 p.m., everybody. All right. Here we go. Timo. Timo, Timo, thanks for playing. Mac Daddy. And here we go. Stupid Jake. Very own Jake Shapiro coming in. everybody. DMAC, for your first time playing trivia with us, though, you did pretty good. Great job. It was I don't rigged. think you've ever played with us. <laughs> yeah, well, um, me starting off the first question with a, a typo wasn't exactly my greatest. Wait, I got the same amount right as Jake? He's just faster than me? Yep. Yeah. You know what technology I'm working with here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> not oh, wrong, everybody. Funny. It's not wrong. Yes. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us on Tuesday Trivia. Again, all the cuts are coming down. We've got 10 more players that the Broncos need to do to get down to that 53, that golden number there. So stay tuned to DenverFan.com. We're going to keep you all updated as much as possible. And we'll see everybody tomorrow for Wednesday edition of Coffee Break. Bye, everybody. <laughs>